Welcome to Healthy Focus with Dr. Rhonda Herbert. The information presented is for educational use only and not intended to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please visit your healthcare provider. This podcast is sponsored by Health Dove Inc. Please visit our website, healthdove.com, for a free health evaluation. That's healthdove.com for a free health evaluation. Welcome to Healthy Focus. I am Dr. Rhonda Herbert. Today's topic, potassium, sodium, and chlorine. Potassium, sodium, and chloride are electrolytes, mineral salts that can conduct electricity when they are dissolved in water. They are so intricately related that they are often discussed together. Electrolytes are always found in pairs. A positive molecule, such as sodium or potassium, is always accompanied by a negative molecule, such as chloride. Together, electrolytes function in the maintenance of water balance and distribution, kidney and adrenal function, acid-base balance, muscle and nerve cell function, heart function. More than 95% of potassium in the body is found within the cell. In contrast, most of the sodium in the body is located outside of the cell in the blood and other fluids. How does this happen? Cells actually pump sodium out of the potassium in via the sodium-potassium pump. This pump is found in the membranes of the cells in the body. One of its most important functions is preventing the swelling of cells. If sodium is not pumped out, water accumulates within the cell, causing it to swell and ultimately burst. Sodium levels are regulated by the kidney and adrenal gland. The adrenal gland produces a hormone called aldosterone that tells the kidneys how much sodium to retain. When either sodium or potassium becomes unbalanced, the kidney may expand the other electrolyte to maintain a balance. In kidney disease, this balancing function is lost and electrolyte imbalance occurs, causing problems with electrical conduction throughout the body, including the muscles, nerves, and heart. The potassium-sodium pump is integral in maintaining the acid-base balance as well as in healthy kidney function. Energy is derived from pumping sodium outside the cell where it becomes concentrated, wanting to push its way back in. This energy is used to remove acid from the body. The sodium-potassium pump also functions to maintain the electrical charge within the cell This is particularly important to muscle and nerve cell. During nerve transmission and muscle contraction, potassium exits the cell and sodium enters, resulting in a change in electrical charge that causes a nerve impulse or muscle contraction. Therefore, it is not surprising that a potassium deficiency affects muscles and nerves first. 
The balance of sodium, potassium, and chloride is extremely important to human health. Too much sodium in the diet can lead to disruption of this balance. Numerous studies have demonstrated that a high-sodium, low-potassium diet plays a major role in the development of cancer and cardiovascular diseases. Conversely, a diet high in potassium and low in sodium is protective against these diseases, and in the case of high blood pressure, it can be therapeutic. Excessive consumption of dietary sodium chloride, table salt, coupled will diminish dietary potassium consumption is a common cause of high blood pressure. Numerous studies have shown that sodium restriction alone does not improve blood pressure control in most people. It must be accompanied by high potassium intake. In our society, only 5% of sodium intake comes from a natural ingredient in food. Prepared food contribute 45% of our sodium intake, 45% is added to, in cooking, and another 5% is added as a condiment. However, all that body requires in most instances is the salt that is supplied in food. As a result, most Americans have potassium to sodium ratio of less than 1 to 2. This means that most people ingest twice as much sodium as potassium. Researchers recommend a dietary potassium to sodium ratio of greater than 5 to 1 to maintain optimal health. This is 10 times higher than the average intake. However, even this may be optimal, may not be optimal. A natural diet rich in fruits and vegetables can produce a sodium-potassium ratio greater than 100 to 1, as most fruits and vegetables have a sodium-potassium ratio of at least 50 to 1. For example, <clears throat> here are some examples of Potassium-sodium ratio for several common fresh fruits and vegetables. Apples, 90 to 1. Bananas, 440 to 1. Carrots, 75 to 1. Oranges, 260 to 1. Potatoes, 100 to 1. Although sodium and chloride are important, potassium is the most important dietary electrolyte. In, in addition to functioning as an electrolyte, Potassium is essential for conversion of blood sugar into glycogen, which is the storage form of blood sugar found in the muscles and the liver. A potassium shortage results in a lower level of stored glycogen. Because glycogen is used in exercising muscles for energy, a potassium deficiency will produce a great fatigue and muscle weakness. These are typically the first signs of potassium deficiency. Potassium deficiency is also characterized by mental confusion, irritability, weakness, heart disturbances, and problems in nerve conduction and muscle contraction. Dietary potassium deficiency is typically caused by a, low, by a diet low in fresh fruits and vegetables but high in sodium. It is more common to use dietary potassium deficiency in the elderly. <clears throat> it's more common to see dietary potassium deficiency in the elderly. Dietary potassium deficiency is less common than deficiency due to excessive fluid loss, such as sweating, diarrhea or urination, or the use of diuretics, laxatives, aspirin, and other drugs. 
The amount of potassium loss in sweat can be quite significant, especially if exercise is prolonged in a warm environment. Athletes and people who exercise regularly have higher potassium needs. Because up to 3 grams of potassium can be lost in one day by sweating, a daily intake of at least 4 grams of potassium is recommended for these individuals. Estimated safe and adequate daily dietary intake of potassium set by the Committee of Recommended Daily Allowance is 1 to 9 to 5.6 grams. 1.9 to 5.6 grams. If body potassium requirements are not being met, so diet supplementation is essential to good health. This is particularly true for the elderly and the athletic. Potassium salts are commonly prescribed by physicians in a dosage range of 1.5 to 8 grams per day. However, potassium salts can cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and ulcers. These effects are not seen when potassium levels are increased through the diet only. This highlights the advantage of using juices, foods, or food-based potassium supplements to meet the human's body high potassium requirement. Can you take too much calcium? Of course, but most people can handle any excess potassium. The only exception is people with kidney disease. These people do not handle potassium in the normal way and are likely to experience heart disturbances and other consequences of potassium toxicity. Individuals with kidney disorders usually need to restrict their potassium intake and follow the dietary recommendation of their physicians. So some foods that are good and high in potassium and sodium content, fresh vegetables including asparagus, avocado, um, carrots, corn, lima beans, spinach, tomatoes, fresh fruits to include apples, apricots, banana, cantaloupe, orange, peaches, strawberries, um, chicken, lamb. Also, these are some meats. Chicken, lamb, pork, roast beef, fish. We have flounder, haddock, salmon, and tuna. This is Dr. Rhonda Herbert. The information is taken from the Encyclopedia of Healing Foods. And I'll see you again on another episode of Healthy Focus. have been listening to Healthy Focus, please visit our website at healthdub.com where you can access your health score with our free health evaluation. You can download a copy of the HealthDub app on your mobile phone. Please write to us at info at Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode of Healthy Focus with Dr. Rhonda Herbert.